For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with Jun Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope that you are doing very, very well. As always, thank you to our wonderful patrons who make this show possible. Andy is back. He's feeling great, I know, because he has suddenly been hit with the reality that... <laughs> This entire Europa League thing. At first, I kind of thought I was joking about going for it, but I feel like the forces, whatever they may or may not be, have willed this into existence. And I feel as if we now find ourselves, at least to a certain extent, having to grip with the possibility of taking this competition extremely serious. Now, before we get into Napoli this weekend, let's just start with the Europa League. So, a relatively good performance yesterday. That first half was everything that I know you despise about the Europa League. Mm-hmm. Okay, It was a yeah. Thursday evening. In Ukraine, nobody looked like they could have cared less mm-hmm. about wanting to be there. Uh, and they played like that, okay? That first half was abysmal from both sides. The second half, though, was relatively entertaining. And I thought Roma for resting a number of, of key players or not having them available due to injury, I thought they did relatively well. Paulo Lopez... Somebody said in the patron chat before the match that he led the Europa League in save percentage. And I thought <laughs> I, I thought they were breaking balls at first. I thought they were just trying to be funny. Right. But then I actually looked that it was truth. Uh, he had another pretty good performance yesterday. The defense does good. Cristante, I, I apologize. Great player now. <laughs> I, this, yep. this is yep, unbelievable. Yep, yep. So we could talk about the performance if you want, but I guess I'm more so inclined to just shift focus to they draw Ajax now, okay? And they're in the quarterfinals. So there's only just a handful of matches that stand between you and and a European final, okay? Not something, having followed Roma for a very long time, that we have been able to say quite often. In fact... We could probably count on just a a number, just on one hand, how many times that occasions like this have been, have been before us. So I know you hate this competition. I I Mm -hmm. get it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But we have to at least face the reality that in the year of 2021, in the quarterfinal competition in both European competitions, okay, Roma is the only Italian team remaining. Now, what what's the the third competition, the Conference League that they're introducing? Yep. Yeah, the Super oh Super League or something like that. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. You hate you hate the Europa League. Are there even words to describe if Roma at some point find themselves in the Conference League? I, what do you even do to 
describe that. I mean, at what, <laughs> at what, what could we have done so bad in our lives or what yeah. would we have to do for our lives to reach the point where we find ourselves on a, are, are they, <laughs> are they played the same day as Europa League matches or are they played on Wednesdays or something? Yeah, I think it's it's Wednesdays, and oh it's. Um, I mean, you you know you for those who I don't know. I mean, you know, there are people listening that these poor people have to wake up in the middle of the night uh, in Australia or oh wherever. Oh my gosh! And, yes, yes, and have to sit through you know our Serie League games um, against the likes of Parma. Um, so for them, probably the thought of, for example, Roma playing on a regular basis teams like Manchester City or Real Madrid or something is maybe more exciting. But um, right now, this is uh, I just don't think that, that this team is, is built for something like that. And I'm definitely not looking forward to um, just another layer of like just pure marketing because that's really mm. what it comes down to. Right. Um, maybe it's right. maybe it's great business for Roma, but as a fan, there really isn't anything to me, at least remotely exciting about that idea. And um, and now we find ourselves, as you just said, you know, a few matches away from 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 uh, a European trophy, and that's a situation that Roma is quite unfamiliar with. Um, in its in its in its long history and you know i think that again i'm talking to all the betting people because as soon as i start slowly believing in taking this uh this uh this competition seriously that's the moment that roma crash out okay mm. so i'm sorry i yes i i i do have to say that you know after a game like that yesterday where you know, after you know, you following the loss against Parma, you had all the right to to get into a game like that and really come out flat, come out, um, you know, just just play like a victim, you know, because right. all week long the Shakhtar players, the Shakhtar managers, they kept saying, "Oh, we really believe in this. We really know we can do this. We know that Roma are vulnerable. We know we can score. You know, we 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 will come out." Uh, motivated um, and try to you know to to ca- catch them and 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 make this historic comeback and um, thankfully that's not what happened. Thankfully that's 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 not what happened. Thankfully Roma came out in the second half and said okay let's let's put an end to this and that's really what surprised me. Um, yes, because once yes. again they had all the reasons in the world to approach a game like this: freezing cold, Ukraine, Thursday night. Uh, you are you are less than seventy-two hours away from playing Napoli, who get a full week's rest, and you could just be like, okay, you know, we were, we we're three nil up. Let's see what happens. Um, they didn't. They tried their best, you know, despite you know having some some players missing and. Uh, other players like Calafiori just getting into the groove of things. Uh, Pedro, uh, you know, having the f- the footwork of uh, I don't know of, of Sadiq. Um, <laughs> so, so despite all of this, if you're asking me whether I'm a bit more confident in taking this this competition seriously, obviously the the answer must be yes. Mm. Okay, and I think that is sort of like the natural progression towards Sunday. Now, 
I think you and I would both agree. I, I, I don't think it's that radical of an opinion to believe that this team just cannot balance two competitions, right? I, I didn't Correct. want to get into Padma because it's sort of like, listen, you weren't here earlier in the week. We didn't really discuss it. It's it's like that saying, if a tree falls <laughs> in the forest and nobody hears it, did it really yep. happen? Uh, if Roma lose to 19th-ranked Parma on a Sunday afternoon and you don't discuss it on the podcast, did it really happen? So I don't even want to get into that. But again, I think it is a very tall order to ask this team when you consider injuries, when you consider maybe to a certain degree lack of depth. I think we would all agree too. Even with the COVID stuff, they've been very unlucky. I think it's too much to ask them to play at the highest level in two competitions. This Roma, in my opinion, just isn't ready for that. They're not built for that. And guess what? Nobody else in the city I is either. Okay, so correct. It's not, yes. it's not like I'm saying something that's insulting because you know what? There's only one one Italian team left, and it's Roma. Okay. Now. I would also think by extension of that, I don't think it's too radical to assess that remaining in this competition, which I think, I, I, I do think they can beat Ajax. I do think they have a good chance at progression, okay? I think that still remaining in this competition is obviously going to come to the detriment of your league form, right? Again, I don't think For that's sure. that radical to say. Mm -hmm. um, what do you do now? Because... For the teams battling for the top four, again, I, I sort of half-heartedly hinted at this a couple of episodes ago, but I, I, I honestly think some, some decisions are going to have to be made, not necessarily today, but within the next few weeks, because uh, you play the first leg of this competition uh, in the Europa League, you, you play that at Ajax on the 8th of April, so... <laughs> At some point here, I would assume, not well before, but relatively soon before the match against Ajax, we will have a clear picture as to what the top four race looks like. Now, uh, I think in between that time, don't Roma face both Napoli and Atalanta, or is it only Napoli? I think it's actually, it actually might just be um, yeah. Napoli now that I think about it. But regardless... Yeah. By that point, we, we will have a clearer picture. Yeah, it is. So, so Roma, they face Napoli, and then they have Sassuolo um, right. after the international yeah. break. So, listen, I, I still maintain that if, if Roma even drop a single point to one of Atalanta and Napoli, I think their top four hopes are not... Done and dusted, yeah. Yeah, not, not 100%, but oh, about well. as close to 100% as you could get. 99.9, okay? Um, so soon here, Andy, we're, we're, we're going to have to see Roma make a, a, a cognitive choice, a, a well thought out decision as to, you know what, this is where our primary focus is going to go. And it's going to go to the Europa League. Or do you think that they continue down this path? Because I don't know if anybody paid attention to, to the post-match interviews yesterday, but that was that was like the primary theme. Cristante talked about it. Fonseca talked about it. 
they were all basically reiterating the fact that they believe that they can balance these two competitions without any issue. I disagree with that. I wholeheartedly disagree with that because I, I, I don't think this is even a, a Roma issue. Okay, this is something that teams around Europe have been dealing with. And other than Manchester City and, and Bayern, nobody has been able to handle multiple competitions this season. So it's not as if this is something that is unique only to Roma. So I don't think it's an insult or you're degrading or being negative by saying, you know what, they should focus on one competition. Are we at that point yet? For you, at least, are you at that point, I guess, is the better way to ask it. Yeah, uh, well, I, I do think that it would have to, you know, it, it would take a miracle for Roma to to maintain the same focus in the league and in in the Europa League. Uh, so it's um, because this takes a toll on you, you know. These these yes, players, we absolutely. see, you know, we see we see the cracks, you know, we see we see the team crack one by one. So Vertu, a guy who uh, almost never gets injured. I mean, he's one of those guys that yes m- may pick up one one small injury uh, per season, maybe that's and he's always there, always playing one hundred percent. He's out. Uh, Mkhitaryan, he was in great form. Then suddenly, as the minutes grow and grow in, in his legs, he um, he goes down, and he goes down for quite some time. So yes. that's that right there. The fact that you're losing two key players like 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 Mkhitaryan and Vertu is already a sign of what is to come. If if you keep going down this path, if you keep playing 100% on both fronts. And that's what Roma have been doing. They they never took time off. The the performance against Parma was again a performance of fatigue. I know that yes. people don't like that because it's, you know, we love to lo- use the word excuse, but it's not an excuse. It's something in statistics you say it's a variable you have to control for. You have to control. Yes. You have to take into account that. That is an aspect that will always influence some some way the way you play. And and so that is inevitable. Like games like Parma are inevitable unfortunately by now um going into these final games of the domestic league and 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 nearing the objective in the Europa League. It's it's normal. It's natural. Some teams handle it better just because they have better rosters. Uh, you know, I mean, look, if you take into account who Milan were sending yesterday out to play from the bench yeah. and who <laughs> right. Manchester United right. were, I mean, their answer was Pogba to Milan's uh, Dalot. Okay, so that's... <laughs> <laughs> so Castillejo that's the is the false yeah, nine. It was beautiful exactly. stuff. Be- beautiful stuff, beautiful Europa League stuff, but that's that's the reality of the situation. Now you find yourself uh in 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 a place where you really have to make a decision. I think the decision will happen now with the international break. You'll have to evaluate your injuries. You will have to evaluate who is there, who can train longer, who can uh, take some time to 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 you know to to get back into into form. Um, you have to figure out what's happening with with uh, with Smalling. You have to figure out when Vertu can come back. Um, for now, this is. I think that this team. I think that the Europa League can be a great motivator for for the Serie. A. I think that it, it it's definitely something that will take a toll on you physically, but mentally 
if you perform in the Europa League, maybe that also can give you a small boost in the Serie A. Unfortunately, in Serie A, you'll be facing teams that will be solely focusing on uh, one game per week. Exactly. Uh, so that's that's what you're looking at. You're looking at a schedule of teams that can take their time, can prepare these matches, have the have the coaching staff to do so, have the players to do so. I mean, Conte when he was playing twice a week, um, you know, he looked like uh, like. I don't know, like Gattuso at in Crete. Okay, <laughs> right. that's 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 what he looked like. Um, he he looked clueless. Now Inter look like a super team because they take their time. They can study their opponent. They have the time for players to 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 regain some energy, and then they play one hundred percent. Roma now will have to find a way to balance things out because obviously you can't go on losing points against the likes of Parma, Benevento, you just can't. Those are the points that you need. And um, right now, uh, it's it's going to be tough. Maybe not impossible, but it's going to be tough. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It is going to be tough, but when it comes to this specific draw against, against Ajax, I don't know about you. I, I thought it was relatively positive. Our, our patrons in the chat today, they were... I, I guess I was surprised at the level right. of... of pessimism well i now, think it's more it's more the thought of of you beat ajax and then you ha- you get to play ex- exactly. manchester united yeah, right. yeah. so that's exactly where i was going with it i said I, I you know what i was going to say next was i wonder if if they were sort of on the other side of the tournament bracket and they would face the the, the winner of arsenal um slavia prague would that would that change their outlook on it maybe um but for ajax specifically okay i Listen, this is a team that has already clinched. Uh, they've already clinched their league title, okay? So uh, this is the uh, this is the only competition they're going to be focused on, which um, is just sort of interesting when you look at it from Roma's perspective because essentially every opponent they've faced now <laughs> is going to be playing in one competition. They're not going to have the balancing act that Roma are going to be forced, forced with, okay? Um I do think they have a good chance, though. I, I really do. Uh, what do you think? I, for me, <laughs> the objective was just avoid one of the English clubs and uh, you play your chances from there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I am not nearly as pessimistic as everybody else was, but um, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts. As I a former Dutch, yeah. you, you used to reside in the <laughs> Netherlands, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Give yeah, us yeah. your insight oh, on this. Oh, I, I love, I love this. I, I, I mean, Ajax is a, you know, this is not the team that. I mean, it, it seemed like for for that two years ago, it was that Ajax mania that everybody was caught up in the Ajax hype of uh, of Van Beek, uh, of 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 all those youngsters that then sort of scattered 
around the big clubs and went right. to uh, Barcelona and Juve so and Manchester United and and so this is not that team this is not the the the, the team of of these super underdogs that went up the, the 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 big teams in the Champions League and and almost almost went to the final with with some of the youngest players on the roster and 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 some experienced players that were never really rated outside of 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 the Eredivisie um but this is still a team with with a very good coach that i think will eventually move on from from them uh to to a, a bigger side um it's still a very capable team a very strong team and I do think that this is a better draw for me, at least as a fan, than say if we had picked, you know, Dinamo Zagreb or Slavia Praha. I think that for at this stage, this is the quarterfinal. It's it's good to have an opponent that you can look forward to, um, right? That you right. you don't underestimate because this is not this is not the group stage. This is not the way you approach a game like uh, Roma against the uh, young boys or. Um, it's Cheska Sofia. This is yeah. this is the quarterfinal. This is the time where you the opposition, uh, you know, inevitably gets better. So it's 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 your duty to go out there and play as hard as you can against better opposition. And I think that's that's why it's worth uh, not not getting too upset about this draw because um, yes, I would have probably preferred Villarreal, um, but if I have to choose between this. Uh, and getting Manchester United immediately or or Arsenal, then um, Ajax is definitely a good quality draw that does not you know prevent you from from dreaming from having the the ambition of going through, but also uh, also prevents you from underestimating them, and 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 that maybe is 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 a definite positive considering that Roma are known for. You know, always coming out sluggish against uh, opponents uh, that that they presumably underestimate. Right. Yeah. Listen, I I think I think this is the perfect level opponent for Roma. Now, the thing I saw people, I, I guess, getting ahead of themselves and sort of discussing, well, if you win, how do we match up against Manchester United? I, I, I guess I understand that that wanting to dream and get ahead of yourselves a little bit. Listen, I think this is going to be incredibly difficult. Incredibly difficult. Now, I like that Roma have the second leg in um, in Rome. I've always preferred to have the second leg at home. Um, they're going to be tested right away, and they will not be able to afford to come out um, yeah. sort of sluggish, playing down to the level of the competition. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I am, I'm not going to say that they're going to progress or, you know, I haven't looked at the odds yet, but I I would imagine that they are maybe slight favorites. I don't know. But I think this opponent is sort of like the perfect test for Roma because they, I mean, when it comes to European history, I mean, theirs is uh, far richer than Roma's. This mm-hmm. is a team that you've already mentioned over previous seasons. Um, I mean, they've been able to achieve things that other clubs with infinitely more spending power uh, wish they were able to do. We don't have to get into all of the young players. Also, they, they haven't they haven't lost a game since I believe the time they met Atalanta in the Champions League, and that was in early December. So. Yes, 
so this is going to be the perfect test for Roma because it's not one of the huge giants like Real Madrid, but this is a team that has uh, been 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 battle tested in European play and they've proven themselves. And I think just in terms of quality, uh, I mean, you could easily make the argument that they have more individual quality than Roma. I, I you know, I, I don't think they're that far off from each other. I guess is the point I'm trying to make, but. Right. I think in terms of man for man, this is this is the perfect sort of matchup for Roma when it comes to their realistic chances of winning this thing. Okay, it's it, it does sound somewhat silly to even discuss because oh, yeah. Roma have we are <laughs> allergic to the to the right. sound of that word win. Yeah, right. Roma have never won a European trophy, so we do sound a bit ridiculous to even to even entertain this notion. But I have to tell you, when you look at the landscape of those clubs remaining in the Europa League, I have to tell you, I, there wasn't anybody that, that jumped off of the screen to me and I thought, oh my, oh my word, you know, yeah. I, I hope Roma avoid them. Yeah. Listen, Manchester United was not even remotely impressive against Milan. Okay, they're, they're, they're a Frank Cassier. Uh, goal that was eventually ruled off, goal away from being eliminated by Milan, okay? Mm-hmm. A- and I just was not impressed with, really, I mean, they're they're every, they're the betting favorite. I just wasn't that impressed by them. And I thought, okay, well, you know, on their day, when the Roma have everybody available, mm-hmm. which hasn't been the case, that, that I guess that's where I wanted to take things next. You know, if you do focus on just one competition, and wh- whether it's a City A, whether it is the Europa League, and you just decide punt to to punt one and focus on uh, focus on the other, can you think of how many times that Roma have had their strongest eleven this season? Be- I, honestly, I don't even know when the last time was. I didn't research this before you and I started recording. Right. I, I couldn't even venture to guess. But but to me, uh, what what is even more is uh, think about how many times Fonseca has 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 had the opportunity to coach, arguably our best player Nicolo Zagnolo. Um, right. That I mean, to me, you know, it comes down to the, a season like this one and uh, the last, the previous one, comes down to that aspect of your your arguably your best player or the player that really in recent years has had you know individually probably the best impact i mean you know the the goals against porto that l- help you uh help you dream of of going through and um goals in crucial stages goals in in moments where the team looked deflated defeated that that he was he was your guy and um we haven't had he he hasn't been available for us in in like almost two years right Um, right so to me that's that's the most shocking aspect and i think that's that's what it comes down to is can we can we can we count on vertu can we count on mkhitaryan getting back into form because uh, listen um having having jeko uh, play the way he played against Parma, and then sit on the bench, and then go back and play the way he played against Parma. And Pedro, um, I still don't know how he even missed the frame of the goal. I think, <laughs> I, I think your, I think your, your son would would probably hit the at least mm. the the post in in it from that distance. 
Um, I, I, seriously, I, I still have to rewatch that that that, that replay, and I, I can't understand how a player of of Pedro's caliber is able to miss that. Um, you are going to need more more quality performances, all in all, and 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 that has to come from those apparently best players, the the highest paid ones, the the ones with more pedigree, um, and. Roma now can't afford to take chances. They can't afford to um, overplay the likes of, of Karsdorp. If you can rest him a little bit, rest him. If you can rest uh, Spinazzola a little bit, 20 minutes, something, give him that g- yes. Give him that time because it, it, that's what it comes down to. It comes down to which team is fitter, which team is more relaxed, which team is mentally and physically more prepared. And as you said, Ajax are, are, are about to clinch the title. So it's, you know, for them, it's, it, it, it's, uh, it's easy going. But for us, we're, we're battling, battling on two fronts and we just don't have, you know, the tools to do it. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I completely agree. And I guess going from that as the way it relates to Sunday, uh, it, this really does feel like all or nothing in a way, at least in terms of the league, right? right. Where if you lose this, I just don't see a way back. I don't see any path when you look at the remaining fixtures for each team in the top four. I mean, it would take something remarkable for Roma. Yeah. But that's heartbreaking. That's heartbreaking considering all the ups and downs and, and, and really all the ups that, that sort of guided us through this season so far. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess, listen, I I don't want to go into the, the record against the big clubs, but I guess my sort of issue, as I said on the previous episode, with this record against, uh, struggling against the big clubs is you force yourself to uh, essentially gain an unrealistic amount of points against the rest of the teams if you keep losing like this to the bigger sides. So if you keep losing constantly to the likes of Napoli, Juve, Inter, Milan, Atalanta, Lazio, you you put this uh, unfair pressure on yourself to perform. Overperform isn't even the correct way to 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 categorize it, but right. you have to perform unrealistically against the smaller sides. No, I know. Yeah, but it's just that the thought of, you know, for the first time in a while, we've hung at that we we were up there with the third fourth place. We were they right were in there. second place not too yeah. many weeks ago. I mean that yeah. is uh, just astonishing to even think <laughs> about. I mean think about that. They were they were painful, in, yeah. so painful, so painful. And these last few weeks, it, it really does seem like everything has unraveled to a certain degree. And again, I, I just feel like on Sunday, you have Napoli, a team, again, eliminated from the Europa League. They're coming in with a week's worth of rest. Uh, that is on top of, you know, we haven't even talked about 
the right. thing with the appeal with the Awara getting oh, rejected, yeah. which I, I just let's not go there. Yeah, it's <laughs> I, I th- listen. I'm in way yeah. too good of a mood right now to even yeah. <laughs> open up that can. I listen. May, maybe on a day where things are slow, maybe we could talk about that in the summer <laughs> when we're dying for <laughs> subjects to discuss. Yeah. And I really, you know, I'm in a moment where I really, really hate myself, and my self-esteem is super low. <laughs> we can bring it up then. I, I don't want to go there now. Um, you also have on top of that the Liga uh, not wanting to move this match back for one reason or another. Uh, you have Guido Fianga, who is typically a really quiet and straightforward, well, not straightforward, uh, more of a... No, him. but he conforms. He's like this conformist. He's like... Right, a, right, right. Yeah. A good soldier, I guess you would say. Exactly, yes. Um, he comes out and he basically calls the Lega stupid and that their 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 response for not wanting to change um, their response for not wanting to change and push back this match yeah. against Napoli was uh, stupid. Which unfair, I, yeah, unfair, unfair like and stupid. Yeah. And by the way, I, I couldn't agree more. The, this whole uh, their explanation was their explanation was basically we have our reasons and um right. you don't get to choose <laughs> right. like basically right. that was that that it has been done within all the legal boundaries or whatever the hell and you can go screw yourselves with with your letter yeah that's exactly it exactly yeah it, it was like a parent telling a child it's because i'm older than you that's why <laughs> So, uh, listen, the Roma, they're entering this match after having played, uh, <laughs> what, less than 72 hours prior in the Ukraine. Yeah, they de- they departed uh, earlier today. Yes. To, to yes. Rome, yeah. A- and again, uh, expecting the Lega to, 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 to think rationally and give, um, give a logical explanation as to why they've chosen to do this is uh, apparently just too much to ask. I, I really don't understand. And just the fact that you could explain to somebody who doesn't even watch football and you just say to them, hey, this league, okay, there was a match supposed to be played on the 4th of October. It was delayed, delayed a little more. Then they agreed to play it on the 21st of March. But then, you know, they didn't want to play it on the 21st of March. So they came to an agreement and they said, why don't we play it on, what, what is it, the 7th of April? Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have another team who is going to enter that particular match with like a tenth of the amount of rest as their opponent, and they just ask, well, you didn't really have much of a reason to do what you did in regards to their match, so in the interest of fairness, could you just spare us uh, (laughs) another 24 to 48 hours? And they flat out say no. Is... It right. doesn't exactly... we're, we're, we are not even asking you to to postpone this game until uh, you know April. We're just asking for like, can we get forty eight hours of sleep? Right, and and I don't know if this even came out, but uh, what Roma was telling all of the media or most of the media, uh, the websites and the newspapers in this in this chat that we have is Roma only requested twenty four hours. Like they, they only wanted a, a, a one extra full day, just one. They weren't asking for a week. They weren't asking for <laughs> for half a week. They were asking for just literally one day. And by the way, matches are played on Mondays all of the time. Okay, all of the time. Yeah. When you have usually a late... have to you, you usually have to watch like uh, Hellas Verona against uh, Udinese or some shit. So I. <laughs>
usually they avoid doing this because typically when you have supporters inside the stadium, it, just the timing when you have these matches on, on a weekday, uh, the Lega doesn't like doing this. Okay, that's fine. I don't know if anybody told them this, but there's no supporters inside the stadium, so it really wouldn't have mattered in that regard. But I just I don't understand this. I can't believe that they weren't allotted even one day, which is just astonishing to me. And again, it's not as if they were playing uh, that their fixture that they played just a few days prior was in Monaco, just a short plane ride, the UK. Okay, it's in Ukraine. Ukraine. Yeah. So I, I, you know, when you when you gather all of these, all of these things together, and you just stack them up, it's sort of like, you know, I I'm just not feeling great about this on Sunday. I'm mm-hmm. really not. No, are you? No, no. I mean, <laughs> I listen. I've been I've been thinking about this answer because I um since uh, yeah I was I was thinking about I knew you'd ask this question, and I was thinking about the answer, and my answer is. I'm not hopeful, but I I really want to see Roma humiliate Napoli. I would I love really, it. I would love it. I would I would give everything. I would sell everything. I would I would do anything just to see um, Gattuso run away to Greece. Uh, I want to see De Laurentiis uh, go out and tweet something about his uh, mm. ragu. Um, <laughs> I want the social media manager of Napoli just to have a fit. Ah, Lombardo, yes, my man. Lombardo, the, the mighty <laughs> Lombardo. I want Napoli players just, you know, going into their locker rooms with with shame on their faces. Yes. Um, I want this game to be a, a total annihilation of anything Napoli related. I want You have that- set up the most powerful Portino <laughs> that I think you have ever Yes. It's even I mean no, listen, it's not even a Portino, no, because I know what's coming. I know that there is there is there is very little hope as to this scenario playing out the way I imagine it. But <laughs> If if something has to go right in one of these big games, then I want it to be this one because um, the build up to this game has been dreadful. The way the Legas handled it has been dreadful. The the way that Napoli and Juve got together like good old times between. Yeah, how about Pirlo's uh, response? Could you not yeah. have smacked him? Oh man, it's um yeah, it's something about that thesis of his that really is bothering me. Although uh, when he gave that response, I always have you seen that photo that people. Take of a guy who looks exactly like Pirlo okay, yeah, yeah, the at farmer, the, like somebody. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all I can think of now. Yes. Anytime Pirlo speaks, because when he says it. something like that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, when he says something so stupid, yeah, I, I mean, and and for 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 me, it's this 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 whole situation has been handled. You know, we say that there's that movie with Marcello Mastroianni, uh, marriage Italian style. Yeah. Um, <laughs> This is this is football Italian style, okay? It this is. is this is it. This is what it comes down to. This is why you can't build a stadium. This is why you can't really win if you're not within that group of people because they make those things happen. Um, they they can postpone games when they whenever they want to. Others cannot. So, um, I I really want to see uh, Gattuso run away to Greece. Okay, after this game, I want I want Roma to to make this uh, to turn this into a real game because what we witnessed um, following uh, Diego Maradona's death at at, at at Napoli, the way they came out and basically said 
please, you know, we, we roll out the red carpet for you. Come at us, you know, come score. And Napoli right. went on and scored four goals. I want... I want Roma to 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 just come out swinging and 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 look like the most dangerous team in the world. I would love that, but the mere fact that you posed it that way, I, I just can't help but feel you have ignited <laughs> some forces that are just far greater than us. Uh, listen, again, I, I I just think that this is way too tall of an order. If we're again going off of what we've seen in the past against the big sides, I, I just, my hope is dwindling. And I think it's gone a little yeah. beyond dwindling. You, you don't even have the time to prepare for this game. There isn't, exactly. I, I saw a number of articles saying, uh, is is uh, Fonseca's training session, are are they too light? Yeah, are too they, light. You know, <laughs> you know, like, is, is the workload too light for these players? Like, these guys are, are playing... 48 hours from now they they don't have the time to prepare for this game the only thing they can do is those that played against Shakhtar they can rest a little bit they can do some gym work the others can can um, can can do some fitness work outside on the on the field with the ball that's about it that's that's all you can really do uh in terms of preparation for this Napoli game well, I, I know exactly which article you are referring to and the individual who wrote it. I, I don't want to go there, but you notice you don't see any of those articles about the other teams that were knocked out of Europe. Mm. It's just interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting yeah. the way that everything is sort of uh, <laughs> positioned. Uh, but I, I completely agree with you. Although I have to give my man Zazzaroni a lot of credit for the first time in oh, his yeah. professional career. He put out a half-decent front page giving Big credit page, to Roma. Yeah. Finally, um, Roma, Italy, yeah. Yeah, now, now ever since Roma uh, is no longer, ever since they kicked uh, Corriere dello Sport out on their backside and they're no longer the official uh, official newspaper of the club, Zazzaroni has gone out of his way to just be, well, usually, I mean, 80% of the time he's, he's a prick, an imbecile. Uh, it feels like he's <laughs> gone uh, just a bit above that ever since Roma kick them out right. um, of the club. But anyway, was... yeah, geez, a few years ago. It's, it's astonishing how uh, how time flies. But I do think that was done out of, you know, out of spite for, for Gazzetta dello Sport. So. Oh, it was, of, yeah. of course. But listen, do you agree, though, that Sunday you lose and basically top four is, is finished, right? Is that is that a fair way of if you lose, framing yeah. this, this if, game? If if I do think if you lose, yes. If you if you if you manage to get a draw, maybe we can have a different conversation. But as I said right after Benevento, to me the, everything turned at Benevento because in Benevento you you stopped the trend of winning against those teams, and that trend was was allowing you to 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 dream about Champions League football. Um, One point was, against Parma yeah. and Benevento, Andy. Out of exactly. Six. That, oh. To me, that's the end of it. That's 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 where it what that's where it all ended. Um, so anything other than a loss is a pleasant surprise in my mm. book. Um, I don't know how much how much that will count considering the results of other teams, but to me, in order to get Champions League football right now, you really have to go undefeated. Hope for a miracle, something along the lines of Ranieri at Leicester. Um, you you just have to go for it. Otherwise, the Europa League 
is indeed for the taking, I guess, and um, and then you'll you'll be able to focus on that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I I think that this Sunday it's it sort of I I won't say it is the last chance, but it, it almost seems like some decisions will be made for you one way or the other as to what right. is going to happen for the remainder of the season. Right. Before we go, realistically though, okay, let, let's just say that they do have to focus strictly on the city, or I'm sorry, strictly on the Europa League. Right. Are they... Here's the here's my only reason for, I guess, being this optimistic. Usually I'm never this optimistic, but I honestly feel like if if the opportunity arrives or should things fall this way, if Fonseca can somehow get his best 11, okay, in a two-legged tie against any of the remaining teams in the Europa League, I have to tell you, if you just go individual by individual, I do mm-hmm. not think that this Roma is really that inferior to anybody. Is Is that me just being overly optimistic or is it somewhat realistic? Because, again, having watched the the other opponents that are left in this competition i just don't see anybody that is vastly superior to roma i i really don't and and that is maybe i'm not thinking clearly but this is one of the few times where i feel like roma can play par play on par with just about anybody Mm. remaining but i don't know maybe i'm just well, maybe I'm yeah. just in a good mood. <laughs> maybe you are. I, uh, I, I do think that that year with Spalletti, where we faced, you know, Villarreal, and yes, then, um, Lyon. and then we stumbled upon Lyon. Again, that Roma team could have battled it out with anybody there. Um, I agree. I do. I do think that um, this team, this team is is indeed good, and and has its chances against a team like uh, like Ajax. Again, it all depends on who can you count coming off the bench, on who you can count on starting for you, um, because you're going to Amsterdam with Bruno Perez as as your starter in uh, in the place of of Karsdorp, Okay, so and um, the the recent Bruno Perez performances haven't oh, been gosh. exactly top notch material. They have not. So, no, <laughs> no. So I, man, you know what? Um, I would just love. Because there is a lot of talk about Fonseca. I, as soon as these games end, and as soon as you 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 make a little progress, or as soon as you lose, it, it counts both ways. There are these, you know, there is this whole noise about Fonseca and what's his future at Roma. And um, you know, if if it's meant to be that he leaves, okay, I would just love. I, I have this image of Maurizio Sarri at Chelsea. Remember when? Um, he was, you know, he has he, he had his ups and downs in the domestic league, and everybody was really pissed off at the the Sarri ball because it was yes. a disappointment <laughs> to them. I mean, he came and he was supposed to bring this beautiful way of playing football, and Chelsea just just weren't able to reproduce exactly the style of football that he had managed um, to to achieve at Napoli, and. The final game of the season, it's the Europa League final. And he wins that. Remember when he looks at, at that, that medal? medal yeah. yeah, and just like takes it all in. And then it's done. That's his chapter at Chelsea and it's done. I thought that was a beautiful farewell. I would, you know, f- that would be a dream farewell. 
for somebody like Fonseca, in my opinion, to, you know, if it's not meant to be, then at least have it, you know, have it happen in, in with some glory. Okay. Unlike something very unlike Roma would be to, to end, uh, possibly end this chapter with, with a little bit of glory, a little bit of satisfaction, whether it is Champions League football or even the dream of 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 achieving uh, uh, European silverware, that would be that would be fantastic. Hold on, okay. Now that you brought that up, we have to end with that. Um, listen, I've been very critical of Fonseca many times throughout the season. I think he's gotten quite a few things wrong. I believe that there are instances where he should have grown and shown more growth from a managerial standpoint. I understand some of the the people who I, I've shifted on this, where if you can get a Legri, a Sarri, that you are okay with bidding farewell to, to Fonseca. I have to tell you, though, the, the prospect of having to hit reset this summer mm-hmm. with how long this season has been is so unappealing to me that it will take me a little bit to just... <laughs> right sort of get over the entire notion of I won't say that you've wasted the previous two years but having to <laughs> having to hit that reset button once again oh yeah is Big just time. so daunting I hope I don't want him to do it I, I no. don't I and and again you think about this season man. Chris Smalling, your big, big-time player that you really I mean you went beyond you worked on that deal and you got him and he's been mostly out. Um, your starting striker, who's been one of the more consistent players in this Roma team in the last few years, gets into it with the manager, refuses to play, is on the brink of joining one team, is, is on the brink of joining another team, does not perform when called upon. Uh, your best player in Zaniolo, gone for two years with two different injuries that's um that 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 that's really i mean that's what you're looking at in terms of what Fonseca has has been able to achieve and the fact that we're even saying this that if if he goes and we don't get somebody like Sari or Allegri that that in itself gives you an idea of of the legacy um, that Fonseca would leave behind of mm, of, of of the way of playing this Roma team has been able to achieve that that will will see us miss him um, if it comes to that. Obviously, I don't want it to happen. You don't want it to happen, from what it sounds. And I think no. that you know the recent interview where he said something along the lines, I, "I'm learning a lot at Roma. I really like it." That was really. I thought I was very honest from him and and I didn't I wasn't able to read into it whether it was you know like a farewell message or something that leads up to a farewell message or something that is you know a sign of perhaps this adventure together continues. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I brought it up on the previous episode, but each each of the sides is in a pretty awkward position. You have Roma who want to wait until the last possible moment to understand if they're going to play Champions League football next season. And that's going to take some time, obviously. But then on the other side of that, you have Fonseca, who is just sort of out there saying, well, why are you you making me wait like this? Why are you 
not giving me more clarity. And I can tell you again, his his agent, Abreu, the sense that I get is he's not happy with the way the situation has been managed. And I, I, I can't say that I blame him for that. No, because not at it, all. Yeah. It, it's just very uncomfortable because you have each side wanting to... You have one side wanting to wait until right. the last possible moment. And then you have, on the other side of that, you have the manager who wants to know immediately. Right. And I, I, I guess the only thing that I can say to sort of be the um, the coward in between both of those sides to understand both points of view is, well, it, it will just work itself out if Roma win the Europa League. They go to the Champions League. If right. they finish top four, do they go to the Champions League? So yeah. from maybe Roma's point of view, they'll just they say, well, it's up to him. He, he can decide if he renews. But it just seems like this thing is just sort of dangling over the entire situation right now at the club and it's uncomfortable position to be in yeah this should not be a, for me at this stage this season this should not be a win or go home situation i think that we've we've come so far and it would be a real pity to sort of be either we get you know we get champions league football or nothing you know um to me, there's there's more to that uh, over these past two seasons. All right. Well, we will hope for the best on Sunday. I guess that's the only way we can frame it. Clearly, yes. you and I <laughs> did not instill much reason for optimism to anybody else. So thank you for tuning in. We will catch you after the weekend. Be safe. Relax up until Sunday evening. And then, uh, I don't know, purchase your favorite bottle of, of Sangiovese. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. And prepare for, I, I don't know. I, I have no idea what to expect. So your guess is as good as mine. Very quickly, before we go, we have the Falcona forecast for all of you sports bettors out there for the City of this weekend. You can find Matt on Twitter at F-A-L-C-O-N-A forecast. So here he is quickly to discuss this weekend's round of fixtures in the City of. John, stop me if my ego is getting too big or anything, but like, can I get some like walk-up music or something like that? Yeah, maybe a little John Cena, the time is now. I, mean, I want to get everyone pumped up for this weekend's uh, gambling locks. So stop me if I'm getting too crazy here. But anyway, all joking aside, last week, we went one and one. Of course, the tough loss for Roma. I felt really confident going to that one, but we totally laid down and looked terrible. But we had a big win with Napoli over Milan last week, so we kind of made up for it. Rating 2 overall, plus 4.7 units. Still profitable, still looking really, really good. Of course, we've got Roma-Napoli, huge, huge game Sunday night. Uh, Napoli coming off of full weeks of rest, very controversially, after they ducked Juve midweek. I really thought this was going to be a good opportunity for Roma, to be honest, uh, with Napoli coming off some big game against Milan and Juve, but of course, Evil always wins. Roma's kind of getting screwed here. We're going to be flying back from Ukraine pretty late. Forecast is also seeing this as a pretty heavy Napoli win. So 57% Napoli to win, uh, 27% draw, 16% Roma. So it's not looking too good for us, to be honest. We have a couple injuries, we're in bad form. But hey, you know what? Maybe, maybe just maybe, with our backs against the wall, we can pull on a W here. That'd be awesome. Of course, official pick, can't bet against Roma. Let's 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 pass on this game. Of course, we've got Verona Atalanta coming up as well. Verona's a team that has been popping up pretty frequently here, as we know. Punch, they consistently are punching above their own weight. I'm, I'm thinking maybe. Well, first of all, the the forecast has this really really tight. Thirty eight percent 
for Atalanta to win, 33% for Verona to win, 29% draw. That's a lot tighter than I thought it would be, to be honest. Forecast has given a ton of value to Hellas Verona and the draw here. Atalanta have a couple key injuries. I know Gosens is out. They just got knocked out of the Champions League, so maybe morale is low. But I'm again, I'm not going to play armchair psychologist here. I'm just going to go full faith in the forecast. We see value on Verona and draw. Let's go double chance. Hellas Verona or draw at plus 120 or 2.2 decimal odds. Lock it up. So another big game that I'm, I'm eyeing up this weekend is Fiorentina-Milan. Forecast has Milan a 62% chance of winning. Fiorentina, on the other hand, only 12%. Draw, 25%. And to be honest, I think this all comes down to Fiorentina have been just horrible against the top sides. They're one win, nine losses, no draws. The one win was that weird game against Juve, real outlier type of game. I know Milan's got some injuries, short rest from the from the Man United game Thursday. But again, we put our full faith in the forecast. We are forecast followers. We got Milan plus 113 or 2.13 decimal. That's way too much value to pass up. Also around the league, not really a lot I'm interested in. Lazio, going to have a lot of value there. Don't like, of course, we can't bet on Lazio. We've got another, we got a well-rested Juve after they ducked Napoli midweek, but they've got some injuries and suspensions. I'm staying away from that game. There's too much going on around that to really have faith that Benevento can pull out a, a draw or win here. Of course, we got the cancellation or, or the postponement of the Inter-Sassuolo game. So nothing, nothing to see there. Um, so again, just to recap, I'm, I like Milan. Plus 113, Hellas Verona or draw double chance, plus 120, place those bets, let's sit back, let's hope everything falls right for Roma, we've got that huge, huge game against Napoli, I'll be, I'll be tweeting throughout the weekend uh, when I can, I'll be putting out the blog post by the time you, you're listening to this, so get at me on Twitter, at Falcona Forecast, and I will talk to you guys in a couple weeks, we got an international break next weekend, so Forza Roma, good luck with your bets this weekend. All right. Thank you, Matt. That is where we are going to leave it. We will be back for the therapy session on Mondays. Chat with you in a few days. Until then, ciao. Ciao. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. 